Hey guys, what is going on? It is Wednesday, September 12th, I believe, right? Fuck. This year's flown by. Flown by. It's been crazy how fast this year is going. So, you know, we just got done with the first week of the NFL season, um, I'm going to touch on that a little bit on this episode, um, probably more towards the end, the, fir- the first part of the episode, I'm going to talk about MMA, because there was a UFC card on Saturday that was, I mean, I still think it was good overall, but it could have been a little bit better, one of the fights that was going to be really big, and then I was really looking forward to, got scrapped, so it kind of took down the card a little bit, but there were still some, uh, some great performances and some great fights, so, still some good stuff to talk about, um, I probably won't do another MMA episode until after the next pay-per-view, which is October 6th, 7th, something like that, whatever that first, uh, weekend is in September, or, I mean, October, oh, sorry guys, October, uh, and that's a that's a big one. That's Conor McGregor's return to the UFC. So that'll be that'll be a lot to talk about there. Um, so this one was uh, UFC 228. It was the the headliner was welterweights, 170 pounds. It was Tyron Woodley. Uh, he is this is I think his fourth title defense. Uh, fourth successful title defense, spoiler alert, uh, against the, the up-and-comer, the challenger, uh, Darren Till, uh, a Brit, he's a, seems like a tough guy, you know, he, he doesn't, he talks a lot of shit, but he can, you know, he talks a lot of shit in a way that, you know, he's not talking shit just to talk shit, he's talking shit because he's confident, he truly believes in himself and the things that he can do. Which is a little bit more respectable, I guess. Um, but when you don't follow through on them, it kind of, you know, it kind of looks bad either way. So, <clears throat> you know, that that fight was, it only went into the second round, surprisingly. A lot of people thought it was going to go farther than that. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the for most of the fight, it looked like that, you know, Woodley was controlling it. A lot of people expected Till to kind of you know, step up in the in the third round and then you know he's never really been in, I mean he's been in a five rounder or two so you know fourth round could have went either way but fifth round would have been interesting if it would have made it that far um I don't I don't know how far it would have made it if he wouldn't have lost the way he lost um but I think he was he yeah I think he would have got stopped either way uh he lost by submission uh, I believe it was a Del Ars choke um he got dropped with a, you know, with a punch from Woodley, and I thought he was going to go out pretty quickly after that. You know, Woodley was on top of him, getting some ground and pound going, hitting him with, you know, fists and elbows, and he wasn't going out. I mean, I'll give the man credit; he has a hell of a chin, and he has great recovery. But, you know, he, you know, he, I think he said in the post fight interview, if I'm not mistaken, that uh, that it didn't that the punch didn't hurt him or that he wasn't worried about the punch or whatever, but. You know, yeah, it might have been a flash knockdown, and maybe you know it just he got caught and he wasn't hurt, but he was getting fucked up. So you know, I know that shit hurt. 
And he was saying that you know, nothing that Woodley was hitting him with was hurting. He was stronger than he was. He was stronger than Woodley, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But I don't know. It didn't look like it from the way the fight played out. Now, if they ever fight again, maybe it will be different. Who knows? But So Woodley dropped him. He was doing some ground and pound. Finally got the choke on him. Made him tap uh, in the second round. So he retained his title successfully. Um, you know, I, I kind of like Woodley in some ways. Um, he's from Missouri, which is cool. Um, you know, he's he's very multi-talented. You know, he does uh, he does some you know commentating in the UFC. He does some does a little bit of acting, dabbles in some comedy. You know, he's he's not just a, a fighter, which is kind of you know, kind of interesting to see how he balances all of that together while being not just a fighter, but a champion at a, you know, pretty solid and deep weight class. Um, one of the things I don't like about him, though, is I can't say that he is a lot, but I feel like sometimes he's just a whiner, and I don't like whiners. I just, I just don't, not, not in, not in sports, I don't want, I don't know, I don't like whiners, you know, um, if he starts talking a lot of shit, he can back it up, but generally he's the kind of guy, like, I mean, when they were hyping the fight up, it was one of those things where, you know, Woodley was like, I looked in his eyes, I didn't see any bitch in his eyes, I know he's gonna be ready to fight, so we're gonna fight, you know, and, and that, that kind of stuff I can respect, you know, until it was the same way, they were both very respectful of this fight, you know, to each other, they weren't talking a lot of shit, they were, you know, they were doing what you should do, and, uh, you know, it just happened to not go Till's way, and it happened to go Woodley's way, and that's just sometimes how the sport goes, but I think that they handled it right, and I think that Woodley wasn't a whiny bitch this fight, and I kind of wish I could see more of that with him, but, you know, it's not really my, uh, it's not really my decision to make, obviously. So then originally the co-main was supposed to be the women's 125-pound championship. It was supposed to be Valentina Shevchenko versus the champion Nico Montano. So Nico Montano won the fight. She won the title last year, December 1st, 2017. So it's been almost a year since she fought last. So she won the title in December, beginning of December of last year. Uh, I believe it was an Ultimate Fighter finale, I think is what it was. Because uh, they were going to crown, they hadn't had 125, they had 115, a 135. Now they have a 145, but they didn't, I don't think it's the time. They just had 115, 135, you know, so there was a lot of women that were in between and couldn't really figure it out and couldn't really decide. But anyway, so this was their first, you know, title. The 125 was their first title fight at 125 pound division. And so, they had to fight, you know, uh, Montana won, she won the title, um, I believe it was a decision, let me look, let me look, yeah, so, she beat Roxanne Modafferi by decision, it was at the Ultimate Fighter, December 1st of last year, um, she was really supposed to fight somebody else, and the other person, uh, Sahara Eubanks, was pulled from the fight because her, her kidneys failed while she was trying to cut weight. 
Uh, so then she got replaced by a different chick. Um, you know, Montano, I guess, is alright. You know, she seems kind of like a complainer to me. Um, I've heard her talk a lot, and all she ever does is just, like, you know, bitch about how people are attacking her or how, uh, you know, they're being mean to her or, you know, how, uh, how much people are disrespecting her. <clears throat> Sorry, how much people are disrespecting her. You know, but she's the she's the champion, even though she hasn't fought and she's been hurt and she hasn't proven herself, she still deserves the respect and it's just like look, just fucking go out there and fight. Earn the respect and then if people disrespect you you can complain about it. You haven't earned it yet. You fought once in the last like year and a half. Just slow your roll, Chica. Slow your roll. Um but anyway, so this fight got pulled because her I don't know what part of I'm guessing her kidneys, I don't know, something she had a medical issue uh, cutting from cutting weight and she couldn't make it to the, you know, she, the doctors wouldn't clear her to continue to cut weight um, for the fight. So the fight had to be scrapped. And it's probably a good thing for her, honestly, because she was fighting Valentina Shevchenko, who is a fucking beast and should be the 135-pound champion right now, but... She lost the decision. I think it was close. I think she kind of got screwed, but whatever. You know, she had one more fight at 135, and then, you know, she uh, she came down to 125. This is going to be, I think, one of her first fights at 125, if not her first fight at 125. It's first or second fight, either way. But uh, she came down, and she was getting ready to fight, and I think she would have won that fucking title, personally. I think she would have whooped uh, Montano's ass but I could be wrong you never know how fights go you know it could have been one of those things where Shevchenko got caught or tapped or you know who knows decision whatever but I I think I think Shevchenko would have won that fight and would be the new 125 pound champion um so anyway Dana White had come out and said that Montano is now stripped of the title and Shevchenko will be fighting for said title as soon as she's ready, which means that they'll find somebody else to fight her, and she'll fight for the title, and probably win. Um, you know, and then, of course, Montano was complaining about being stripped, and blah, 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 but, I mean, I think it's kind of a smart play, because of inactivity. You know, I, I don't know that it's, that it's the best move, I just think that it's the smart move right now. You know, because you already have so many issues with champions and you know title turnover and or titles you know not champions not fighting etc etc that I just think you know it, it's smart to to strip her right now I mean, you don't you kind of have to I mean you can't you can't reset the fight up because you don't have faith that she's gonna be able to make the weight again so you know you, you have to strip her for the business keep the keep the keep the line moving, you know, it's a business, you gotta keep the line moving, as much as, you know, it might hurt her feelings, or it might hurt somebody else's feelings, or it might suck, you know, that, oh, she got stripped of the title, and she didn't get to have a defense, well, you know, it's a business at the end of the day, and you gotta keep, you gotta keep it running, you gotta keep the wheels turning, you can't, you can't stop a whole division, because, you know, the champion is, is injured, 
you know, they've tried that before. They've created interim titles, and it's just a clusterfuck when they do that. You know, and they're trying to get away from that, so this is one of the ways they're doing that. Now, the only division I would say that can come to a complete halt if the champion isn't ready is the 145-pound women's division because Cyborg is, like, the only one in that fucking division. <laughs> so, like, there's people, other people that she can fight, but no one's really, like, officially in that division. She's, like, in that division. So... Anyway, that was that. I think it would have been a quick fight. I really do. But I also don't necessarily, you know, know what would have happened. So instead, the co-main became Jessica Andrade versus Karolina Kovacavich. Now, they're both 115ers, both good. I had my money on Carolina just because Carolina's tough. You know, she's she hasn't been stopped. You know, she's gone back and forth with Joanna and Jacek, you know, had some decisions, arguably could have won the title from her. You know, Jessica Andrade is, you know, good, but I didn't feel like she was Carolina Kovacavich good, and boy was I wrong because she KO'd Carolina, which is something that no one's done. And, I mean, she straight KO'd Carolina. You know, it was it was it was pretty solid punches that, that took her down and you know, I'm sure Carolina will bounce back just fine. I hope so. If not, she can cry on my shoulder because she's real good looking. Um and I will be her shoulder to cry on. <laughs> but uh no, she uh you know, they're both good fighters and I think they both deserve a title shot, but I think right now Andrade is gonna probably get it because you know, she won and Ioana might want to move up, and there's really not a whole lot of contenders right there, so I think Jessica and Josh will probably get it. Uh, Zabit Magomed Sharipov was supposed to fight Yair Rodriguez, and that was going to be probably the fight of the night if they would have fought. Yair pulled out with a uh, with citing an injury. Don't know why. It was supposed to be his first fight back in the UFC after, you know, he just... Turned down fights. He got released. He got picked back up. He was supposed to be his first fight back. Who knows what they're going to do with him now. But either way, Zabit beat Brandon Davis by submission. It was a knee bar in the second round. Um, you know, it was, a, it was a pretty pretty okay fight. You know, it looked like Zabit might be getting kind of, you know, kind of worked a little bit. But it ended up he didn't get worked at all and... He submitted the guy. Uh, then we had at Bantamweight, it was Jimmy Rivera versus John Dodson. That went to decision. Jimmy Rivera won. He bounced back from a, a head kick KO loss that he had against Marlon Marais. Because uh, he was, I mean, he was in the title picture. He was probably going to be one of the next up for the title. And he got head kicked, and now he's not. So, you know, this kind of keeps him in the. Uh, you know, in the in the race. Um, the first fight on the uh, main card was Abdul Razak Al-Hassan versus Nico Price. Now, nobody expected this finish. I mean, a KO might not necessarily have been unexpected, but one this fast was unexpected. He KO'd Nico Price in... It was 43 seconds into the round so it was pretty quickly 
didn't probably didn't break of a sweat. That was a welterweight fight. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know. It was it was crazy. If you want to go to the prelims, the main event of the prelims was a strawweight fight. It was Tatiana Suarez versus Carla Esparza. It was a women's fight. And Tatiana TKO'd her. It was punches and elbows. Um, that was in the third round, which means it was in the last round. There was about a minute and a half left, two minutes left, something like that. But, you know, Carla almost survived, but she didn't quite. Tatiana looks like she might be the next hot thing at strawweight, so we'll see what happens with her. Uh, she beat, uh, I believe, Alexa Grasso last, who was like a chick that was this jiu-jitsu master and like never lost, and she submitted her, actually, so it was kind of funny. Uh, bantamweight, we had Aljamain Sterling, who was one of, uh, one of the Sarah Longo guys. Uh, he beat Cody Stamen by knee bar submissions. That's two knee bar submissions. And that was in the second round. A lot of second round finishes here. <clears throat> um, we go to welterweight. We got Jeff Neal versus Frank Camacho. Now this one, I think, was one of the most vicious. Um, so it was in the second round. It was a head kick KO, and it was a legit head kick KO. I mean, as soon as he kicked him in the head, and he was just out and didn't throw any more punches. Um, you know, and it was funny because he almost knocked him out at the end of the first round. I mean, he, he dropped him, and he was he was putting the flurry on him. The round ended. He got saved by the bell. He comes out. He, he did another little bit of flurry when Camacho's up against the cage. Camacho's coming out like, you know yelling like fuck yeah I love this kind of shit let's do it let's fight let's fight let's fight and then you know he got punched like once or twice more and then he got kicked right in his head and he just was his lights went right out so that was you know a pretty uh pretty crazy knockout you know some you see head kick knockouts more like head kick drop a couple follow-up punches he's out um this one was legitimately as soon as he kicked him in the head he was done and Jeff Neal is from Houston, or at least fights out of Houston, so you know he was getting all kinds of ovation because that's where the card was. The first fight on the prelims was a middleweight fight. It was Darren Stewart versus Charles Bird. Darren Stewart won by TKO in the second round, which, I mean, I'm not really surprised at that one. If you go to the prelims, you go to welterweight. The main event was Diego Sanchez uh, won a decision versus Craig White. It was a unanimous decision. Lightweight, you had Jim Miller, who is a UFC veteran. He beat a guy who I actually went to school with, who I don't know if you guys know this or not, but he's a UFC fighter, uh, lightweight. His name is Alex White. He, uh, yeah, I went, I went to school with that guy, and he's a UFC fighter. It's kind of cool. But uh, I don't know if he remembers me or not. I always tried to be cool to him, not because I ever, you know, like, I was like, hey, maybe this guy's going to be UFC fighter just because, like, I was cool to people. But I don't know if you'd remember me or not, but, yeah, it's pretty dope. Anyway, he uh, he ended up losing by submission, so Jim Miller won. In the first round, it was a rear naked choke. I mean, it was just one of those things that, you know, it just it just happens, you know. Um, Jim Miller, I think, is, he just completed his 30th UFC fight, which is crazy. Not his 30th pro fight, but his 30th UFC fight, which... Is rare, very, very rare. If it's ever happened before, it might not have ever happened before, but if it has. It's rare. Uh, women's bantamweight: Irene Aldana versus Lucy Pudilova. A split decision. 
Flyweight Jared Brooks versus Roberto Sanchez was a split decision. And that's in the flyweight. So that was the whole card. Um, you know, I'm not... I'm not upset at the card. I didn't actually uh, order the card this time because, you know, the other fight fell out. And that's, you know... I was also also because, you know, I just fucking bought a car on Saturday and wasn't trying to spend any more money. Because usually what I'll do is... <clears throat> sorry, usually what I'll do is I'll wait till the day of to buy the card instead of buying it early because... That way, in case something happens up to the last minute and I say I don't want to buy the pay-per-view anymore, I don't already just have to deal with it. I can just save the 60 bucks for something else. That's kind of what I did this time. You know, I kind of waited, waited, waited. Man, nothing else is really popping off. Like, the Woodley-Till fight was good, but... It was... Well, I mean, was was a good finish because that's who I wanted to win, but it was like, you know, whatever. I don't really care about the fight. Um, you know, and I ordered Woodley's at last pay-per-view and watched that, you know, so it's... I have nothing against Woodley, I just, the card didn't really interest me that much, um, I think that's, you know, I think that's a fair assessment, it just, there wasn't really a whole lot of star power, you know, there's good fights, don't get me wrong, there just wasn't star power, um, you know, and maybe I'll actually order it and go back and watch it, I don't know, just to keep my streak alive, because so far I've ordered every one this year, every pay-per-view this year, except for this one, so, you know, I'll probably order it and just watch it again just to kind of, you know. And I say again because I already watched, like, the fights. Um, don't ask how, just know that I did, and it's fine. Um, you know, I, I said I, I've said I would buy it, so I, I guess I'll fucking buy it. But I'm going to wait a couple weeks to buy it. I'll go back and watch it. I think that, you know, Woodley is, he's a force to be reckoned with at 170 pounds. You know, it's, no matter who comes up there and fights him, the guy who just got stripped of the interim title, if he comes and fights him, he's going to have a hard time. Colby Covington, you know, if RDA came up and fought him, he'd have a hard time. If, you know, Robbie Lawler came back and fought him, he'd have a hard time. Or, you know, Wonderboy has a hard time, Damian Maya has a hard time. I uh, can't really find a whole lot of you know, welterweights that would just be able to run right through Tyron Woodley. I don't know of any of them that would. Maybe like a middleweight drop down or something maybe, but I'd, even then, I don't know. Um, I don't know if he'll ever beat GSP's, you know, nine defense record. I think that was nine or ten or whatever it was. Defense record of the welterweight championship. But if anybody has a chance in the welterweight division, it's certainly Tyron Woodley. Um, you know, it's funny because everyone acts like you know he's this, you know, un, you know, unbeatable kind of guy, and you know he's got all these skills and he's just he always goes to decisions and he takes a lot of damage. But he actually got knocked out once um, back in I think Strike Force by Nate uh, Marquardt. Uh, he got KO'd. So it's kind of funny that it's like people forget about that one. Like, he's he's been KO'd before. You know, he's he's he knows how to, you know, really avoid that and you know, take. 
you know, not all of your shots, just some of your shots. That way he doesn't get KO'd. You know, he's he's a very cerebral, you know, fighter as well as he's just plain good. Um, but I think that the another thing people forget about is his losses that he has. You know, he has lost before. He's not he's not unbeaten, but he's a mentally tough guy, and he is, you know, he's just. He's on that hot streak right now, and he's able to find a way to adapt and overcome and deal with adversity in a way that a lot of people can't. You know, so, I mean, I think he's going to run the division at least for a couple more years, you know, unless he decides to retire, because he's 36 right now, so, you know, he could fight till 40, he could fight till he's 37, he could fight till, you know, like some of these guys that are coming out, you know, in their mid to late 40s and 50s and shit like that. Who knows what's gonna happen? Um, you know, I also heard that he moved up the pound for pound rankings, which is a good thing. He deserved to. What's next for Darren Till? I don't know. Uh, I feel like he'll probably have a fight against like Kamara Usman or somebody like that. Because I think Colby has to have the next title shot just because he was the interim champion. You know, so you kind of have to like, even though he's not anymore, you kind of have to sell that like once and for all. Like, for the actual title, you know, who's, who's going to, you know, these guys are going to fight. And Tyron said he's going to fight in November. Colby won't to fight in November. I don't know if they make that fight that close. Um, but if they did, I mean, I'd, I'd watch it. It'd be cool, but I don't know if they'll actually do that. Usually they try to give you, like, three months, four months, but sometimes people come in on two weeks or two months or a month's notice, but. Yeah, I don't know. I'm interested. I'm interested to see what happens with that. Cause if that happens in November, that'd be pretty cool. Um, so anyway, I think that's my uh, most of my UFC spiel. I think for uh, for this episode, uh, there's a card upcoming though. Uh, the main event is Alexi Olenek versus Mark Hunt. Uh, that's gonna be a good fight. Uh, both older dudes, both you know, can take some damage. Both have their set of skills that they're really good at, and you know, they're kind of more specialists than anything. So I'm interested to kind of see that. But it's not a pay per view. It'll be easy to watch. So in case I'm busy, it won't be won't be a hard thing. Um, I know I kind of skipped right over that. I bought a card film earlier, so we can go back to that if you want. I bought a, uh, a Charger, a 2012 Charger, on Saturday. I needed one in my car. So I didn't want to cooperate anymore, so I bought a Charger. And it's fucking dope. To me, anyway. You know, because I've never, never bought a car from dealer before. I've never bought a car that expensive before. Not that it's really that expensive, but I've never bought one that expensive before. That new before. You know, so it's, to me, it's, it's super dope. Even if no one else likes it, I don't care because I like it, so... Um, let's see. Okay, so it was kickoff week. Slash kickoff weekend, right? So, you know, we started Thursday with the Falcons and the Eagles. And that kind of came down to, you know, like, the wire. Came down to the last play, really. And, you know, that Ryan has this issue where he just targets Julio the whole time. Doesn't really throw it at anybody else. And, you know, in a play like the last play of the game when everyone's expecting you to throw it to Julio and you throw it to Julio and he doesn't catch it because 
everyone was expecting you to throw to Julio, and that's what you did. And I can really only blame, you know, you at a certain point. You know, you at this point, like, you are to blame for this. Like, throw it to somebody else. Even if that's your play, audible fucking play, or throw it to somebody else anyway, because you know he's going to have a hard time coming down with that ball. Either way, it was a boring-ass game, and there wasn't a lot of scoring, and there wasn't a lot of great defense. There was some defense. That's why I say it was boring. I don't mind no scoring, but there wasn't really, like, a whole, whole lot going on anyway. Like, wasn't a lot of effective running. There wasn't a lot of effective passing. You know, even if it was short stuff, he's going to be thinking dunk. It wasn't a lot of it. And defense was, I felt, subpar and mediocre, but whatever. Um, the Ravens, man, they blew out the Bills. That was something serious. I didn't expect that. Didn't expect that at all. <sighs> I know that, uh, you know, the, the family was excited about that. <clears throat> the Texans kept it kind of close against the Patriots. You know, they only lost by eight points, which wasn't bad. I think the, uh, the big crazy game though that no one was fucking expecting was the uh the Bucks and the Saints. The game was forty eight to forty. I mean that was the fucking highest scoring game on opening weekend in NFL history, I believe. Shit was crazy. It's just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I thought the Saints were gonna pull it out there for a little bit and they did not. They totally did not. They've kinda kinda gone downhill recently. Uh, you know the Colts, we had a lead in you know, in the fourth quarter, we had, in the fourth quarter we had a chance to win it, and what really sealed it uh, was a. You know, we gave it to Doyle, a little pass to Doyle, and he fumbled the ball, and they took it 83 yards to the house for a touchdown, and that's what really ended the game for us. Because uh, that made it an 11 point game, and there was like not that much time left. Whereas it was a three point game, so we could have at least tied it and sent it to overtime, if not, to won the game. You know, Luck was looking real good. Um, you know, he still was making some mistakes, still kind of, you know, a little bit antsy, still a little bit, you know, quick-footed. Happy feet is what they call it, a little bit of happy feet. But he really wasn't looking bad. He was still doing a few things that I don't think he should have been doing. But overall, you know, I'm happy with his performance. I'm content with the offensive line's performance. Um, it could always be better, I think. But yeah, overall, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a terrible uh terrible weekend. It uh my fantasy team was trash though. I had I had some uh some hopes. And I don't feel it's because if it's who I drafted. I feel like it's more just because like they didn't perform this week, you know, and if they had, well fun. I mean, I I think I've got a pretty solid team. But, like, for example, Travis Kelsey got one fucking point. Like, the Chiefs put up 30 points, 35 points, whatever it was. Kelsey got one fantasy point. He didn't get a touchdown. He didn't get a whole lot of catches. He didn't get a whole lot of yards. One fantasy point. If he'd have gotten, you know, seven or eight, not that I would have won with his seven or eight, but I could have at least respected you getting, like, seven, eight, nine, ten, somewhere in that range. You don't have to go out there and get me 30, but fuck, give me more than one shit. And, like, uh, 
you know, I think Rodgers would have had more, but he got hurt for, you know, a while and didn't come back to the half, which when he went down, of course, me and not just for fantasy because I like Aaron Rodgers, but everyone else was also like, oh, fuck, I can't believe that just happened. Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. So he came back. He balled out. He led them to come from behind victory like he normally would, and he won that game, so that was pretty sweet. But, yeah, he did okay. Uh, running back-wise, you know, I had Dalvin Cook, who could have done better, I think. Uh, let's see. Oh, the one, the other one that hurt me was Doug Baldwin. Didn't catch shit. Didn't catch shit. He, uh, he had me zero points. It was just like, you know, you're supposed to be the the top receiver on the team you're supposed to be the guy's ta- main target and not that Russell like throws to him all the time like Matt Ryan or Julio but targets him enough that I guess maybe the defense just picked up on it or maybe Doug Baldwin didn't play or who knows what happened I know he was questionable at one point maybe he just didn't play and maybe that's why he didn't get many points but I lost by a lot of points guys and I'm not super stoked about it Plus, I have to get at least one L because I made a deal with somebody that, or uh, one W because I made a deal with somebody that, oh, that if I lost all my games, I would, you know, hang up one of their jerseys from an opposing team that I don't like. But uh, anyway, so I got at least one uh, W this year. I think I will, but we'll see. Let's see. Um, what else happened? Oh, uh, I talked about Rodgers coming back. Jared Goff. Uh, you know, he, he did well against the Raiders. You know, what could have been the uh you know, the Raiders last uh, last home game. I think it was a home game, yeah. And uh it actually was put out of reach by a pick six from Marcus Peters. Uh I don't know where like what kind of route they were trying to run or anything like that, but it was a trash route and Peters just jumped on it and took it to the house. Sam Darnold got a welcome to the NFL. His first ever pass in the NFL's pick six. I mean, at least it's a touchdown, right? <laughs> um, yeah, it was a pick six. The other Lions took that back. It's funny because the Lions like scored two touchdowns. You know, you're thinking the Jets probably aren't going to score any. The Jets scored like 40 points. It was fucking crazy. Sam Darnold also threw his first touchdown pass in that game to Robbie Anderson. It was 47 yards. Um, see anything, anything else crazy? I don't think any big names got hurt or anything yet or are out for any reason. Um, not that I can think of or not that I can see on my list of like main players. Oh, it's nice. I'll color code uh, sorry, I'm talking about the list. It's color-coded list. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know what's, uh, what's gonna happen this week with the Colts, but I'm looking forward to it, to see how we bounce back. Um... I'm not quite sure. So we play the Redskins on Sunday. And 
you know, while I'm not really worried about the team, Alex Smith worries me a little bit, but I think we'll be okay. You know, he's a dink and dunk kind of guy, so I'm hoping that our defense can just bend and not break. We're very good at bending and not breaking sometimes. Sometimes we're not, but sometimes we are, like especially the year one Super Bowl, we were really good at bending and not breaking. So I'm hoping this is one of those times we can just bend, 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 and not break and then score enough to beat him. We'll see what happens. Um, after that, we play the Eagles, and then our first uh, first divisional matchup on September 30th against the Texans. Deshaun Watson looked all right in his game. The Jags uh, did well. And the Titans, I think Mariota might have got hurt, but... The that game was a clusterfuck. The Titans Dolphins game it just kept getting delayed, 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 delayed. It was a clusterfuck. Anyway, this weekend I don't really expect a whole lot of uh, you know a whole lot of news or anything going on. The Browns and Steelers tied. That's that's news because uh, you'd be a fucking idiot to tie in football. You got to be a fucking dumbass motherfucker to tie in football. Like how you gonna tie, especially when you're the Steelers. How you gonna tie the Browns? So you know what? I hope the Browns fucking run roughshod over the whole entire league except for the Colts all year, and just fucking go to the Super Bowl and win that some bitch. I hope so, but I know it's not gonna happen. Tom Brady won't let it happen. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I think that that's a lot of my uh, my football talk. Really, there's not a whole lot going on. Oh, um, I did read an article that said. That the NFL was not going to institute an anthem policy after all, which is one of the smartest fucking things they've done recently. So that will be a good thing. Um, otherwise, they'd have fines and protests and shit out the wazoo, and you're already low on viewers. I hear that Kaepernick's Nike ad was sort of hit and sort of miss, which basically means that. It was a uh, miss to white people. <laughs> no, uh, but seriously, it was a miss to, uh, you know, to the people that support, you know, Donald Trump or are against the, you know, message that Colin's trying to get out. It's basically, you know, not the target demographic, and that's fine. And there's target demographics for everything, so everything's not going to be for everybody. But it's just funny that he felt that they needed to bring up that it was a miss for certain groups of people. Well, obviously, like, that's how fucking marketing works, you fucks. Anyway. Um, yeah, it was, uh, like I said, I liked it. I thought it was well done. Um, and I know a lot of people that thought it was well done. Of course, we're also people that use our brains in the world and not, you know, stupidity. So, you know, we'll see if, I'm sure they'll keep him around. I don't see any reason why they wouldn't. It's just kind of funny that it was a hit or miss. It was a hit for these groups and a miss for these groups. Like, fucking idiots. That's just, that's how marketing works. I'm not even a marketer. I don't have a marketing degree, and I fucking know that. Like, come on. It's not hard. It's like, kindergartner can figure that shit out. Like, if I want to sell this piece of candy... Well, the people that are most likely going to want this candy is people that like this candy, right? So why wouldn't I try to just sell my candy to them? Why would I sell my candy to the fucking people that don't like it and waste my time? Figure that the fuck out in kindergarten. I could have. Like, I don't know. I just think it's funny when people talk about 
stuff that they think is news it's not really like news worthy oh it's news yeah well it's really not news but okay that's fine so that's kind of you know what uh what happened with that I uh I don't know, I might be getting kind of low on things to talk about here, guys. I was expecting this kind of stuff to go a little bit longer, but I don't really have a whole lot to talk about this week. Um, the Bills, I heard, are going to start Josh Allen week two, which, I mean, who really cares? He's going to probably f- get fucked anyway, so fuck it, start him. Who gives a fuck, right? The Browns are playing the Saints. I hope the Saints lose. The Browns win. That'd be dope. Especially because uh, the guy who's the coach for my softball team is a huge Saints fan. So it'd be hilarious if they lost to the Saints. Or if they uh, beat the Saints, I mean. Especially when, uh, you know, the Ravens, you know, are going to have to play the Browns and people are going to rub that in his face if the Ravens beat the Browns and stuff like that. So it'd be really funny. Um, fuck guys, I really thought this was going to last a lot longer, this is going to be my shortest one ever, I don't know if I can talk for another fucking 10, 15, 16 minutes, I don't have shit else to fucking talk about, oh, actually I do, so there's supposed to be a hurricane hitting the coast, anyone that's out there in the Carolinas that's listening, be careful, you know, if you haven't evacuated, you probably should. If you have, well, good for you. Uh, I know that the rest of us, at least up into New Jersey, is projected to get rain all weekend. Um, you know, so it'll probably be a little bit of hard rain, some not so hard rain, you know, because it's going to die out a little bit when it hits land. But uh, I'm not looking forward to all that rain. It's just been raining so much lately. It's just like I'm fucking tired of rain. Um. But yeah, so if you're listening to this, you know, when you're in the the path of Florence, you know, maybe uh, don't do that or maybe be careful or maybe, you know, put yourself in the kind of situation to where you're not going to get fucked up by Mother Nature if you can. Because, I mean, look at it this way. If she wants to fuck you up, well, she's going to fuck you up because she's the one... She's the one force that I know of that never takes an L. Mother Nature. She's the only one. She's the only... I I can say this because it's my podcast if I want. She's the only woman I've ever known that has never, ever lost. Some of them might think they never lost. Us men lose too. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that men are always right, but... I'm just saying that women aren't always right. Just most of the time, but not, not all the time. Just most of the time. Um, however, Mother Nature, always right. She always is going to win. She always knows the answer, or has the answer. She always is going to tell you what is up, and you have no choice but to listen. She's the only one. Um, yeah, guys, I really, uh, I really think that's it. For this week, honestly, um, I guess I'll be back next week. I'll talk some more football since football season. Uh, might touch on. I'll try to touch on like news, just general news from the sports world first, and then get into football. 
I'm going to try to watch a lot more. I didn't really watch a whole lot this weekend, this past weekend for opening, or uh, I always say opening, like it's fucking baseball, it's opening day. For kickoff week, uh, kickoff weekend, I didn't watch a whole lot. I had a bunch of shit I had to do, like I said, I was buying a car and I was, you know, doing family shit and I just didn't have a lot of time to watch it. Uh, so hopefully this weekend I'll have a little bit of time. I do know that if it doesn't rain, I'm going to be busy all weekend, so... We'll see. I'm fine with being busy. I honestly would rather be busy. It's more money for me. But, you know, at the end of the day, if it rains and we get rained out, we get rained out. And that's just how it is. And there's not shit we can do about it. So, um, yeah, I mean, so I'll talk. I'll try to have more uh, detailed points and discussions next week. But uh, in the meantime, you know, Stay safe out there, whether you're in the hurricane path or not. Um, you know, keep it real. Um, you know, to all my peeps in, in Missouri, you know, love you guys, miss you guys. All my peeps here, all my family here, love you guys, miss you guys. And, uh, you know, I think uh, at this point, guys, uh, well, you know, peace. I'm, uh, I'm out for the week. See you next Wednesday for predominantly football and other sports news talk. Peace.